and welcome back to the Pinstripe Podcast. Scotty, what's going on? Mixed feelings about this week for the Yankees, at least. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Um, honestly, mixed feelings on the whole week. I don't think school has ever – junior year of college I thought would be different than junior year of high school, but they're both equally a pain in the ass. <laughs> and – it's ah you know but yeah you know it's that's just like the the state of everything all the time um do you want to talk about the good things about baseball or the bad things first start off with good all right out of the way all right so first of all the obvious good thing is we clinched a playoff spot and that that's great that is fantastic and i'm so glad that we did that However, as we'll talk about later, how long are we going to have said spot if we keep playing the way that we have? Yeah. But I think one thing that is really important to note is J-Hap's last two starts. I only have the stats for his last start, but he went eight innings with no runs, which... It's not, not the same one at the beginning of the season. What, yeah, what, and I, what, I saw... J-Hap do J-Hap. I saw something that was like after like the first four starts or something, like if you take those out, he has like a two something ERA. So it was like right after he had his whole like, oh, they're not pitching me because they don't want to pay me pissy fit. And since then he's been pitching very well. And I think that that is good to see because we have been struggling to figure out the pitching situation. Yeah, I don't think he has lasting potential. Like, I still don't really think that we are going to bring him back after this season. But I do think that it is nice to see the end of this season, this final push. He seems to really finally be, like, honing in and really pitching well. Do you agree? Yes. Yes. I mean, he's really flipped it around. But Which, that's all we could ask for, right? Yeah. He could not possibly get worse than at his worst. <laughs> one, the one game that I want to highlight this week that I actually got to see a decent amount of, um, I think this is the only game that I think I was able to watch for more than like 30 minutes. And like the 30 minutes that I was watching the other games, I was just like head to toe feeling guilt because I was like, you have so many papers to write and so many things to read. But I was like, you have to watch at least a little bit. But the Tuesday night game against the Blue Jays, that's like the team and the performance that we should always have. You know, we were scoring runs. We weren't – and the thing is we weren't just hitting home runs that day, right? We were scoring in multiple different ways. We were getting base hits from people all throughout the lineup. And I think one thing that was really, really good to see was I think in the first inning, Aaron Hicks hit a triple – which meant that Aaron Judge had to score from first base, and he did it comfortably, and he looked good doing it. And that's just nice to see. I mean, the one thing I want to – I mean, you're bringing up base running now. Um, in the Red Sox series, Luke Boyd hit a shot down the line, and it hit the the little entrance thing that they have for mm-hmm. their um, – whatever their machines are. But he only got a single out of that, but I think that's, that seemed that's a bit – That's Fenway. It's both Fenway and also I think he, he missed he missed first, but I think also his, his ankle isn't. Yeah, I was going to say, he's also been having this weird 
foot issue, which yeah. I'm just listen. I don't want to say it, is, it isn't affecting his. If hitting. he has to have a foot issue <laughs> to be leading the league in home runs, have a foot issue every damn year. But um, I, I, I think the weirdest thing, and it always has been weird to me these last three years, is when the Yankees play the Red Sox. I'm like, I know, I know where you are. Last year, I I sent the pictures to Scotty. Um, I lived right, pretty much right across the street from the Ritz-Carlton in Boston, which if you don't know, that's where every professional team stays when they're playing the Celtics, the Bruins, or the Red Sox. And I was just going out to the common to like play Frisbee with my friends. And all of a sudden, Gary Sanchez came strutting out of the hotel. And I was like, guys, I can't, I, I can't, I can't go play Frisbee right now. I got to watch this. I got to see him come out. So it was this year. Um, obviously, we've seen no basketball players. Those are always really fun to see because they stand out like a sore thumb because like, <laughs> just, they're so huge. Um, but there was no there bus. Was, there was like in hoodies, too. There was like the, the, this six, eight guy in just a black hoodie. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, Kevin Durant, you're really under, <laughs> you're really disguising yourself there. Um, it was weird, though, because I don't think. Like, I don't know what they did because I didn't see any of the buses. Like, every team uses the same bus or, like, the same bus company. I didn't see any of them outside of the Ritz. And, like, obviously, we haven't seen any basketball players. But, like, I would have assumed by this point I probably would have seen at least one bus because, like, I walk by it. Not as much as I did last year because I don't live over there anymore. But I don't know. I'm, maybe they're putting them somewhere else. Kind of funky. Who knows? Another thing that I do want to touch on again that we touched on a little bit last week, but I just I just want to talk about it again. We saw Garrett Cole's final start, final regular season start um, on Tuesday. I believe it was Tuesday. Yeah, because yesterday was Wednesday. Math. Um, and he again threw to Kyle Higashioka, and I honestly can't understand an argument for why we don't keep Higgy. Like, I feel like these last two starts have really locked him into, like, he's going to get some contract with the Yankees, and it's literally just going to sign. Like, he's not signing on as a catcher. He's signing on, on Garrett, as Garrett Cole's catcher. <laughs> and I think it has been also really helpful is that not only are the games that Cole is throwing with Higgy behind the plate really, really good games, not that, like, he's just been – pretty much lights out since they switched over offensively he is also real like it's not like he's just another guy in the order Tuesday night he hit a home run the start before he hit three home runs and I just I love seeing him really start to stand out because I think he is the second longest player like the player that's been on the roster the second longest next to Brett Gardner even though he's only been like in actually playing for <laughs> yeah this is his like first like season actually signed on as the backup catcher but um I just think that's really cool he's also just a really ex like I don't know he's just a really cool guy to watch um what are your thoughts on the Higgy Cole coupling for maybe the next eight eight nine years yeah I mean I feel like that's yeah, I mean, clearly it's worked out both offensively and defensively. 
at least when Cole pitches. And I mean, they're not going to give him if they're going to continue his contract. They're going to not give him much because I don't think he's expecting much either because mm-hmm. you you are realizing that you're behind Gary Sanchez. So you're probably expecting a smaller contract, but I mean, you know what you're getting into of I'm going to just probably catch this one guy. <laughs> but also, it's not like he's just – like they're not like, okay, you're just going to catch – I don't want to throw him under the bus because he's had a good week, but it's not like you're just going to catch Jay Happ. No, you are just going to catch one of the top three pitchers in the league. Oh, that you also grew up playing with. I think, and you'll also finally be on the major league roster consistently all year long. And maybe if Gary slumps, you can slide in there again, whatever. Um, I think it, I think they'll offer him, a good enough deal that he'll stay, but also he's also only had one season and one shortened season to kind of prove that this is a place that he deserves. So I think he would understand if it wasn't a super aggressive contract right away, but I also think he would take anything because he can't go down to the minor leagues anymore. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like he'd probably go for a one year. They probably give him a one year. I think he's way too valuable for them to let him walk. And I think that they understand that too. Just like everyone who's like, oh, can the Yankees just sign DJ? <clears throat> we all know that it's coming. Relax. Like <laughs> one thing at a time. Let's figure out the playoffs first. Um, I did want to just run through Cole's stats really quick on the season. So obviously – it is a shortened season, so people are probably going to take these numbers with a grain of salt. But he finished with a 2.84 ERA and 94 strikeouts in 12 starts, 73 innings pitched, with a win-loss record of seven wins and three losses. That ERA means that he is the first Yankee to qualify for the ERA title with an ERA that low since David Cohn in 1997. Those are all Brian Hoke tweets. I honestly just read everything David from him. Cohn. Um, I don't know anything about I don't know anything about David Cohn except that whenever I was playing like nine U baseball, our coach would be like giving us trivia, and every answer we'd always say David Cohn. It'd always be wrong, <laughs> but that was like the one name we'd throw out. It, I mean, I think people kind of gave Garrett Cole a little bit of shit early in the year. Do you agree? Like people were like, ah, oh. anytime that he didn't have like. A phenomenal start. People are like waste of money. I mean, and I'm I mean, like, you kind of did too. You got aggressive on him. I was frustrated. You're right, <laughs> but that was like not after. Like I saw people after start one in spring training. They were like waste of money, and I'm like, everybody always is on that for no reason. Everybody gets so jumpy about everything. It's really fun to watch. And I sometimes. think, I think also, especially with that week. That was like that 10 game stretch that we did not play well. It's easy to start finding an issue with everybody's performance, even the guy that you paid $330 million for. Yeah. So I can understand sometimes people getting jumpy. And I also got a little jumpy at one point, I will admit. But you have to be able to sit back and be like, the guy's still really good. And it's fair to hold – I think it's fair. I'm just going to sit here and defend myself really quick. Um, I think it's fair to get upset at a guy whose job is to perform very well and if they don't perform very well. But 
also hindsight is twenty twenty. You can perform all you want when your team gives up 45 runs because they can't score. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any other good news you want to talk about from this week? Or do we want to start talking about the mess that has recently happened? I mean, we had – I should say we – I really should say we had. We had really good hitting going, like, earlier in the week. Like Scratch yesterday off the board. Wednesday night's game off the board. And I think we had a good week. We had a pretty good offensive week, yeah. I think we – were we in Boston this last weekend? We were in Boston and then went to – And then went to Buffalo. The one Boston game was not cute. Um, But kind of – It's hard to beat a team 12 times in a year. Yeah. But kind of also I wanted to go – this could be a possible lead into the bads. We have the good of we, – we were doing really well in the beginning of the week, and then we've kind of fallen off, and I've realized this again, similar to how we were at the beginning of the season. We can score a little bit at, at the beginning of the game, like one run, one or two runs, and then we'll be like, we scored another two at, in the ninth inning. We scored one or two innings in the ninth inning, but they're already yeah. beating us 13-1. to one. It's not going to do anything. I agree. I agree. We've definitely had a few too many late rallies that – could have been the start of something if it was in the fifth or sixth inning, but instead it's in the ninth inning with two outs. Oh, great. Mike Talkman singles and scores a run. Woohoo, woohoo. Like, yeah. I agree. We definitely need to continue that scoring every inning, multiple times an inning kind of mentality to be successful in the postseason. Yeah. Um, have they figured out? We don't know who we're playing in the postseason, right? Do we? No, because we're still variating. I know the Twins just clinched. The Rays are in first place in the American League. I'm just saying at this point the Yankees need to tank so they're not in those top four spots because any of those top four spots plays the Rays, and we don't need to do that. We don't need to do that. Because if, really- if we come in third if we come in third or fourth, we play them round two. We don't need that. I think, I think one of my best – my favorite things that I've seen – um, kind of breaking down the bracket is people asking for the Dodgers to get swept so that not only do the Astros not make the playoffs, but Mike Trout also finally gets a playoff appearance. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, we want the Astros to do bad, but we also want poster boy Mike Trout to do good. All right. It's just a simple, it's simply take a hit. It doesn't hurt you guys. There are, you're already in, you're already in first place. I think. Not really any of them going for any big titles. Yeah, there's no one on the Dodgers that are like, oh, I got to win something. Like, no, 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 no. We would, honestly, maybe we can just ignore any, like, if Cody Bellinger and Mookie Betts are, like, up for the MVP, just, like, say, hey, we sit them? Yeah, it doesn't hurt them that way. Um, But I did, I don't want to be too off topic, but just, like, I also saw him mic'd up with Tim Anderson this morning and they were asking him like if he would sit out like the last game of the last two games um, to win the batting title. And he's like, if I blow it in the last two games, then he deserves the batting title. And I just really liked that like approach to it instead of like, oh, hey, yeah, he wants to win. Yeah. Um, but as we said, we had a few rough spots this week one of them um i didn't get to watch too much of it because i actually turned it off 
um, was Michael King's start against the Blue Jays. His first few innings were fine. I mean, his first, whatever, I think it was the second inning. I could have, I, I, I watched it. I watched the second inning, and then I, I had to stop too because of what happened. And I was like, I can't imagine. So what it was, was it was, he was pitching. He did pretty well. And there's a fly out to right center. And I think it's Hicks. Yeah, I think it was Hicks. And Hicks was going for it. Judge came sprinting behind him as like a backup. And Hicks stopped and let it drop. And then that gave up a single or a double. I don't remember which one it was. was. But I was like, I can't imagine how much that that pisses you off as a pitcher. As a you are pitcher. furious because you're like, how do you how do you mess such a simple thing up? I'm a pitcher. I could make that play. Like it, I was like, I could tell you he got out of that inning pretty easily, but he went to the bench and he was he was fuming. I could tell you the first inning he got through well. The second inning a little speed bump, but he got through well. And then I think the third inning, the wheels kind of fell off. And again, I wasn't able to watch all of the third inning. I had work that had to be done. I'm sorry that I am paying money for an education, but. The notifications were, you know, Loisaga comes in in relief. And then they put, like, I think Nick Nelson went in. And then all of a sudden, twice this week it has happened, Eric Kratz out of the bullpen. I was going to get there. All right. (laughs) I'm sorry. His, first of all, the first time he appeared, actually, he might not have come in in the Blue Jays game. All, they all blend together. I think I say that every week. They all blend together. But he definitely made two appearances this week. One might have been in Boston. One was in Boston because he struck out Raphael Devers. Yeah, one was in Boston. And then one was last night. Game. It wasn't It wasn't the game that you're talking about. He didn't show up. No, that that shit show was all pitchers. That was It was all pitchers. But honestly, it if was. you actually look, it was – I mean, well, King was in – it was all off of singles. It was just single here, single there, single, just here, single there. Yeah, it was it was legit hitting. It wasn't like he was just giving up fucking jacks. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, it, it was never. Uh, I didn't see any home run notifications, but it was just nobody. Like when you just start giving up single after single after single, it gets really frustrating. You hope that maybe your defense can make some sort of adjustment to. Yeah. Maybe try and steal one of those singles. Like, I don't know. But um, Eric Kratz in our bullpen with the nastiest knuckleball in the game. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we saw some competition with the knuckleball this week. I just I, – I, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Actually, I do. How does a manager decide which position player goes on the mound? Uh, I guess whoever they have, they have slack of. Because I mean, where else? Who else? They, you're gonna, they're gonna throw freaking Tyler uh, Wade. They could throw yeah. Put Tyler Wade on there. They're gonna throw uh. Mike Talkman. Mike Talkman, freaking um, um, blanking on his oh Ford. No, Mike Ford. Ford, Um. Oh yeah. Got sent out. Ah. Yeah. Um, but it was I. I love Eric Kratz. Um, I think he's – we've talked about it before. He's got really great 
energy and great like charisma within like between players and he just looked like he was having so much fun um his outing against the Red Sox was actually quite effective um I think he struck out Rafael Devers which is fantastic Uh, it was a nasty pitch that little (laughs) ninja turtle looking man and then his showing on Wednesday against the Blue Jays did not go as well I do believe he gave up a home run it was one hit one and run but honestly tell me one thing that went well last night Luke Voigt described them as the bad news bears that is never a way you want your team described ever (laughs) and it's just it's so crazy how this team can go from super high highs and like scoring 13 runs and like 10 runs back to back 20 yeah 20 or whatever it was 23 runs and three to giving runs. up 13 runs and it's just 14 runs 13 runs 11 runs i, I don't I, I i don't get it um it's confusing to me because last night i I'm very sorry. I was not able to tune in. I really seem to have missed out on a real good one. Um, last night was defensive struggles capped off by a flat offense. And it's just like, we don't, obviously, I don't think anybody needs to tell them this. Um, we don't need that right now. We need good offense, sharp defense, good pitching. And it just seems like, I don't want to say they got, I don't want to say that it happened because they were comfortable. Cause I don't think that was it. They just did not look like they knew what they were really doing. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> it was, it was frustrating for most of us, but you know, you do have to just sit and think, thank God we're not like fighting for a playoff spot. Like we, we clinched it. We're all good. But you also, I don't know. I've been seeing teams around the league that are really, like the Phillies are really fighting for their playoff spot and they're playing, I think some really good baseball. And I'm just wondering like if we face the Phillies, if we face the Padres in the playoffs, what are we going to look like? Like which team are we going to get in the playoffs? Yeah. Are we even going to, are we going to get one of them consistently? Are we consistently going to be the really good team? Are we consistently going to be the shit show or are we going to keep being this roller coaster? I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm looking back at the game, the, the last night's game of Tanaka, and it just you can just see it. It's a single. Okay, yeah, it's a normal one. Pickoff error to third. Yep. Scores. Pass. Oh, wait, that's, that's Luke Boyd scoring on a pass ball there. Yeah, Luke so Boyd. That's really on both sides there. Uh, double. Solo homer. Single. 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 Hit by pitch. Give up a run on a hit by pitch. The way that – all right, so I only was getting the notifications last night, like I said. But Voight made it seem like some of those singles maybe shouldn't have been scored as singles. I didn't see much either. But it it, it does just raise the concern of which Yankee team are we going to get in the playoffs. And, you know, they all say that they want to be performing at that high level, but something, 
something didn't work yesterday. And I don't know, maybe emotions were high because it was possibly Tanaka's last regular season start as a Yankee, but that's a stretch. Just win the game for him. It might be like, and that was, I wanted to talk about that. What do you think? Because I have a, a, a baby bit of an idea. But what are your thoughts of Tanaka's future as a Yankee? His seven-year deal ended this year, so he just threw his last regular season pitch on his contract. What do you think? I feel like, honestly, it's just, I feel like at this point with somebody like Tanaka, I feel like it isn't the Yankees' choice. I feel like this is one of Tanaka's choice. What he's do you mean? Some, he's been through some stuff. He got hit in the head. He has a 10. He, has, what he needs Tommy John, but he's just Tommy deciding John not to. Him. So, like, it, he is really getting beat up, and I feel like it's on him. It's not like, ah, uh, the Yankees should. I mean, I feel like he's going to be the one that really that really makes a final decision in this. It's not like uh, money for money. He's like, do I want to really be here or not? So are you saying you think he's toying with the idea of even playing another season? I I yeah, I feel like but I mean that's also just my vision of seeing I feel like he's promised. I feel like he's probably really old, but I don't think he is that old. Let me look. He's thirty one. So he's not too too bad. He was twenty five years old when he broke into the big leagues on April fourth, two thousand fourteen with the New York Yankees. Um so you think he's to- toying with even playing? I feel like possibly. I mean, wasn't he, he's had injuries in the past. I feel like last year he had something too. I think uh, last year, last year he was hot, very hot and cold. But playoff Tanaka is a different breed. Completely different. Which I think, I personally think that the Yankees are going to keep him. But I think for maybe maybe like a three four yeah, year you're not deal, gonna do maybe, an expensive contract. Um, I genuinely am absolutely clueless about money, and I think all of it is way too high to be completely honest. So I don't even want to say what number they're gonna throw at him. Um, I think professional athletes are ridiculously overpaid sometimes. Yeah, but just like as a as a group, um. But that's just a that's just a personal opinion on professional athletes. But I think, like, of course, I want to say I can't see him pitching in anything other than pinstripes. Um, like, I, I, he's a player that you kind of don't want to see go. Like, Jay Happ leaving, you're not too upset. Miguel Andujar leaving, you're not too upset. But Tanaka, not only are, is he a fan favorite – he has performed for the club very well. Let me see what his overall. I was looking anyways while you were going over that. He... You have like his overall stats. No, the nice. I meant like what I was saying. I felt like he got injured last year. Oh, I was mm-hmm. for the three straight years he's had some kind of injury. Twenty eighteen, he had a mild strain left and right hamstring, and then it, the description last year was shin. Just, just shin. Just a shin. <laughs> just done. Um, all right. So his career, he's 78 and 46 with a 3.74 ERA. And the thing is, I just don't know, like, and I genuinely do not know 
how many pitching options there are going into this off season. Like obviously the big name is Trevor Bauer. Like where is he going to end up? And that'd be really, really great if he ended up here because then Severino's back after this year and there's a, there's a nice lineup, but why not have all four, you know, Tanaka, I don't want to say he's super old, but he's not super young. So he's not, he's probably not expecting a super long contract. You know, you give him a three or four year deal and then there's a pretty solid four. Of course, everybody's going to be going for Trevor Bauer and I don't think he's going to go for a low amount of money. So maybe we're not going to be able to get him, which I hope we do a quick little knock on wood, but also we've talked about that before. Do we want Trevor Bauer? Will him and Cole be able to deal with each other? But I think that especially after this year, we had so much uncertainty with pitching. I think that it makes sense. I think we say goodbye to Domingo Armand. I don't want him. The Yankees don't need that dark cloud. Like we don't need that. And I think, I think that Tanaka is worthy of a, not a small contract, but like, I would say a medium sized contract. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I feel like Tanaka is somebody who I feel like also might want to stay a bit. If he's, as I said, if he's playing, I feel like he'd want to stay. I mean, this is, he's played since he was 25 with the Yankees. Yeah. So like, I feel like he'd be like, okay, yeah, no, I do want to stay here. I agree. A little more of an incentive there. All right. So you want to talk about Debbie Garcia. In his last outing. I was saying uh, it was a bit rough. It was the one against the Red Sox, if I'm correct. Was his yeah. last. I'm trying to make sure. Yes. So it was their 10-2 loss against the Red Sox. He pitched three innings and gave up six runs. I was saying jokingly, I said, well, you know, um, it's like pitching to a minor league team. <laughs> and so it's like he's back in the minors. <laughs> and so – yeah, it was not the best outing for him. Mm-hmm. Possibly because Gary Sanchez was behind the plate. Not Papa Kratz. I just realized that. I just saw um, that. But I do think what is good about that, because he did talk to, obviously, the media and the press after the game, and they asked him about it. And he didn't seem to have a very bad attitude about it. Of course, no one's going to go in there and be like, I suck. But he was like, you know? You never know. You never know. A, 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 a young pitcher like that. You never know sure, how they're going to react sure. about things. But he was like, success he's been having. He was like, you know, some yeah. days you just don't have your stuff. And I did not have my stuff today. And I thought it was a very mature and very well said answer. But thank you for bringing that up. I totally, that was the Red Sox game that we kind of touched on very, very briefly earlier. Yeah. yeah. I think it was the only time we lost to the Sox this year. So, and a big thing my coach has always said um, is it's really hard to beat a team multiple times. Never mind. I think this was 12. It would have been 12 times. Yeah. Like, that's a really hard feat. No matter how much you shit on the Red Sox and, you know, we say that they're a minor league team because they're really not that great this year, they're still professional baseball players. <laughs> um, so I do think that that – you know, of course it does suck. Like, I 
of course, I think everybody in the program wishes Devi to win like every single one of his games to build up his confidence. But I he think build it up so much. Yeah, yeah like it's going to happen. He and almost has. I think that happening is almost a good thing because now he's like, like there's no pressure, <laughs> like there's less pressure to like. I don't know. I oh, feel like. Yeah, if you're winning, 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 there's, like, a lot of pressure on, like, oh, my gosh, what if I lose today? What if I lose tomorrow? You know, him getting it out of the way against a team as irrelevant as the Boston Red Sox, oop, um, <laughs> then I think it it's okay. And I think they all made sure he knew that it was okay. And I still think that he should be in our playoff pitching rotation. 100%. You know, I, and J-Hap, he is – giving a very good case. And I think the two of either one of them could possibly make it interesting, but I have a lot of faith in Debbie Garcia. I've had a lot of faith, faith in him this whole season. And I don't know. I hope we keep him for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, do you have anything else on the Yankees? No, now no? I'm done. All right, so now we are going to head around the horn. Scotty, go ahead. Um, all right, so start off um, clinching playoffs pictures. So we saw the Braves. Yes! The Sorry. And that's my National League team. Third, third straight year they've clinched the NL East and the Dodgers clinched the NL West and surprised it took him this long and it didn't take him 20 games. It wasn't the first 20 games of the season. Like, yep, they clinched. (laughs) I saw a tweet um, from Jared Caravas that it was like, do you remember Coney 2012? That's the last time the Dodgers weren't in the playoffs. And that just blows my mind. Yeah, it's been. That seems like a lifetime ago. It's been eight straight, eight straight years. Really Uh, good club to never win a World Series. Ha ha. Yeah. (laughs) Jokers. Uh, the Cubs clinched their way to the postseason. So Javi Baez should be in every postseason, too. no matter what. And uh, so did the Indians. The Indians clinched their way in the playoffs in the most badass way possible with How'd a they do walk-off it? home run. That'd be really cool if you changed your name. Nobody likes <laughs> – stop that. Don't be that. Keep going. Anybody else? Um, that's all that I have. The Twins? The Twins also, yes, I think the Twins just did They have this weird bathrobe thing going on. I don't really understand it. Did you see it? Oh, you don't question it. All right, you don't question it. I saw it yesterday for the first time. Nelson Cruz had a bathrobe on, and then someone hit a home run or something, or like they walked it off or something. I don't know. Nelson Cruz was on the field with the bathrobe on. (laughs) That had his number and Cruz on the back. And it was just a lot to take it. much money, all right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, but – Besides that, we're going to go to where I had an order. Garrett, I don't know how to say his last name, Croch, uh, Crochet, um, C-R-O-C-H-E-T. He's a, he's a reliever for the, for the White Sox. Okay. He was drafted this year. He was drafted this year. He was drafted this year and is gunning 101 in the sixth inning. I heard about this guy. He's also, he wears short, long pants, so they're the ones that go they're, – they're long pants, but they actually end like an inch from his ankles, so they look terrible. So they're but, like cigarette pants? Um, I don't know what those are. No. That's a girl, that's a girl word. But, yeah, no, they, they, I think that's just because he's too tall and they didn't have pants for him. But yeah. <laughs> They were like, this is all we have. 
he came in this season and I had it, I didn't say twice because of what he did. He's just guns the ball so much for, for being literally just drafted. Can I ask a question? Go ahead. Does it look like a motion that will be productive for many years or one that is aggressive and maybe a shorter career? You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it does seem a pretty good amount in the arms, but I feel like he's, again, he's like probably like six, five. He's a big guy. So he has so much, he has so much going for him. He's a giant leg kick less than Dustin may, but like, that's pretty difficult to beat. But like, yeah, he just, he just guns it in there. If you can throw 101, I feel like you really don't care how long your, your career goes. Good point. Good point. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, let's throw him in this, the bottom of the sixth. And then uh-huh. he throws and throws 101. And then that's filthy. Um, we already went over Eric Kratz, him throwing. But Todd Frazier did too. Got yeah! Meet the guy. Todd Frazier. Jersey guy. Love it. Did Got not really love him as a Yankee, though. Not yeah. going to lie. He was more there for the emotional spirit, like yeah. story. It was a good story. Um, now but it was also it was also good because he was he was more like he was another outgoing, talkative person that yeah. was good, good that way. Now he's over in Queens. It was like the first time he's pitched, I think, since uh, the Little League World Series, right? I think so. Yeah, I think it's, I saw he, so, I saw a picture of like a picture of him as a kid on the mound in the Little League World Series, and then a picture of him like now on the mound, and it was like, look, ma. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he also has an ball. Got one K off of it. Wasn't a strike. But Tom uh, Frazier and Eric Kratz, very similar energy. Yes. <laughs> Both look and are pretty old. Yep. Seems like they would be dads to everybody on the team. Um, Zach Granke is still being this year's version of Zach Granke of asking. He threw a pitch outside and then asked his catcher vocally, inside or outside. Like asked him which one he wanted. Like, and then went and he's said, not real. Before an inning, was talking to a person on their team and said, "I'm going to hit you right in the right in the side." And then went and threw an off speed inside to him. But like I they took have, it both as a joke. Like they I was going to say, if not, I would have hit him with a. No, they were like smiling, laughing at each other. Were they playing? Do you know? It was against the Diamondbacks. Well, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> but like they're, they're just <laughs> that great scotty that would have been a good thing to lead with <laughs> i thought he was like hey yo someone on the dodgers this guy from the astros i'm gonna hit you no like they're yeah they're, no they're both oh, okay, okay. each other is that great he's like yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna hit you right in the side <laughs> <laughs> um albert Pujols, he passed uh willie mays for the home run he got 661 home runs yes i think didn't he hit I think he hit two on that day, but I'm he not might sure. have. But I only have. I only. I only also, have, like I know it. Willie Mays is a baseball player, but all I think of is the Sham Wow guy. I'm gonna be honest. I only think of um, Major League, whoever was the 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 guy in Major League. Oh, I just think of the Sham Wow commercial guy yeah. who died in a plane crash. R.I.P. Legendary um, named Willie Mays. I've realized that I'm really consistent on um, pitchers for some reason. Uh, Jacob DeGrom, he went I was going to talk about him. He went and tied a career-high strikeout of 14 and then went the next game and threw two innings. <laughs> or it was the other way around. I don't remember. But he's, he's 
interesting now at the end of the year. I'll get to him at the end when I when I, I reach the final people. Uh, Amir Garrett is wait, just wait. Uh, um about Degrom. About Degrom. It is. Uh, last week we talked about he had some like quad injury. He hamstring. Did, hamstring. He didn't miss any starts, right? He hasn't missed a start, but he was limited. He's been not his full potential. So do you think, back to that question from last week, you think that pretty much locks up Tre- Trevor Bauer? Yep. I was going to get agree. there. Yep. Um, Sorry, Amir Garrett. Amir, Amir Garrett is a, just a, an amazing person to show kids. No, because he goes and he, is, he pumps himself up on the mound. Like, he goes, he's, he's a closer, so he's out there. He's in a stretch, and he goes, you bad motherfucker. And then throw and tase the guy. <laughs> Good for kids. Well, you know, you got to get your, your self-confidence up. I mean, maybe not the words, but, like, That's just the so idea funny. of Why that. I never thought about doing that. Like, step in the box and go, you a bad bitch. Then Devin Williams, he's a rookie pitcher from uh, Milwaukee, or for Milwaukee, not from Milwaukee, but uh, – if he's a, he's a rookie, could go rookie of the year. I don't really know. I haven't really been paying attention much to rookie of the year. I don't really understand. Um, I know the Padres have that one guy. I don't really understand rookie of the year for baseball because it's like, yeah, I'm 46, but this is my first time playing in the majors. I think the one thing um, the MLB app did like come out with a list of like the top 10 rookies, and like there were just simply no Yankees on there, and I just think that's so funny. Um, well, a fun fact about this Devin Williams is that his opponents are one for 59 with 41 Ks purely against his changeup. I would say that he's pretty good. That is, that is an interesting fact, and the changeup is nasty. I'm seeing You're watching it. <laughs> the thing's 80 miles an hour and moves probably like three inches from in to out. Jesus like Christ. His angle, he's a righty, so left to right. It moves. It's so filthy. Uh, yep, and then two the, the clinches. Oh, fun fact! I, I found this this week. Madison Bumgarner this year he averages eighty five point nine miles per hour on his fastball. Jacob Degrom averages ninety one point eight on his off speed. I don't understand. First of all, how a guy whose fastball is eighty five miles an hour is in the big leagues? How does that work? You can position I, it really well. You can just dot it up. Also, it just hasn't been going too well. I mean, he's on the Diamondbacks. On the Diamondbacks. <laughs> I also just always forget that he still exists. He's still in the league, yeah. No, he's really old. <laughs> yeah, he looks really old. Yeah. Um, Trevor Bauer is – I have three things straight in a row of Trevor Bauer. Uh, the first one is him being Trevor Bauer and always, both on and off the field, off the field being – he said – that Tim Anderson is soft for not bat flipping off of him after hitting a home run to center. <laughs> and Did that's, you see, um, I don't know when he tweeted it. Someone just like tweeted like a highlight of Trevor Bauer moments. They were like, I'm so glad that the biggest Astros hater is about to win the Cy Young award. And it was like a picture of him as a kid. And he was wearing an Astros shirt because that was, like, his t-ball team. And he was, like, so glad I got to be on the Astros before they were cheating, like, trash can, whatever. <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, I, I think that's just so amazing of, of how he's just – Trevor Bauer is just, like, no, no, bad football. Do it better. <laughs> Actually, I want you to turn around and do it again. Then <laughs> um, along with that is another hype train of Trevor Bauer. Um, Similar to Amir Garrett, but instead of before the pitch, 
full on screaming. Connor McGregor, ah, and then like strutting off. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. Um, it is amazing. I mean, I feel like that's he's. You could see once he's in the game, he is a different person. Yeah. And I mean, he is full on for it. It's so funny of just going and uh, I follow him on Instagram and just he doesn't really post a whole bunch on his Instagram story. He has four things just hyping himself up. He, is, <laughs> he has fired up from the Reds. That was a Reds tweet. Another, or not tweet, but post. Another Reds post and another Reds post all promoting him. And he's like, yep, uh-huh. Um, did you see, maybe this is your third thing, so I don't mean to steal it, his cleats. Oh, the trash can cleats. That trash cans all over them. <laughs> I mean, you can't. He, he he found a way. I'm surprised he didn't get fined for that. I know. Honestly, I feel like he. They're just gonna be like, "Can we just take your whole salary from this year?" And he's like, "I don't even care." Um. And what was your third thing on him? Sorry. Uh, just his his pure stats of he is first in ERA with one. ERA is like one sixty two, right? One seventy three. His ERA is a hundred Ks. His WHIP is. 0.79 and his batting average against is 159 that's disgusting i want him but i don't want to make king cole unhappy decisions decisions so yeah he got asked in an interview first of all his shirt says your ad here that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> but uh he went he, he got asked if he was like hey is this performance go and help you um basically secure Cy Young and he goes I don't see it any other way in a completely serious he know I mean he knows it because DeGrom has he has an injury now and I mean yeah and he's limited and he's I think of course people might be like oh well if he throw if Bauer throws warnings he has a greater opportunity to give up more runs but I feel like um the people that decide who wins the Cy Young would take into consideration that, like, the last week, the last two weeks of the season, DeGrom's on limited performance. So, I don't know. I think – I completely think that Bauer should have and completely deserves the Cy Young after this year, 100%. Yeah. And I don't think that's a hot take at all. I think, no, that's, I mean, I think that's an ice-cold take. It's really fun to go and watch uh, people, like, try to defend – Jacob DeGrom. I'm not saying. He's a fantastic pitcher. One of the top five in the league. But it's kind of like when everybody's always like, well, Mike Trout should always have – like Mike Trout's the best player in the league. It doesn't mean he deserves the MVP. Exactly. He has the talent, but this year somebody was better. And you just got to accept that. Better this year, even, even in numbers, all the way around. But, like, one thing that, like, people, like, who like DeGrom, like, to bring up this year is, like, they're, like, oh, yeah, um, Bauer didn't face as many good teams as, as DeGrom did. The East is so much harder than the Central. If you actually look at who they played, DeGrom played the against – And the DeGrom, Cubs, they? DeGrom played against – pitched against the Braves twice and the Rays once. Those are the only – Those are the best teams. Playoff. Those are the only, like, real playoff Yankees, teams. Yankees, I love you to death, but those but he, are didn't, he didn't even pitch against the Yankees. You're right. He never pitched against the Yankees. He, played against, he pitched against the Marlins four times. Oh, Red yeah. Red Sox once. Real big competition twice. there to pitch against the friggin' Marlins. And then the Red Sox, too. And then Philly and Toronto. And then Trevor Bauer. I mean, his isn't any better. His, the best teams that he pitched against were twice against the Cubs and then once against 
the White Sox. I mean, neither of them really, really played. It's not like any of them went and pitched against the Dodgers. Or the yeah, Dodgers. it's not like you just went, yeah, they pitched 12 times. <laughs> like, let's just Dodgers. say how it is. They never pitched in the West yet. It's just like, yeah, no, you know, they just pitched 12 times against the Dodgers. You're going to be like, okay, yeah. I mean, But I, I don't know. I feel like DeGrom, like you said, pitched four times against the Marlins. Other than, like, gave know, up, the Mariners, who people legitimately forget about. Against them. I feel year. like whenever anybody wants to, like, describe a bad baseball team, they almost always default to talking about the Marlins. Oh, so I should I – should, wait, I don't, I don't really remember. Okay, so I think his 14 strikeout would have been against the Rays, which was okay. his last start, and the start before that was his two innings. He went two innings, four hits, three earned runs. So, I mean, I feel like that's a big part of they now know that he's going to be limited because of his hamstring. Mm-hmm. And I feel like going into these – I think he has one more start. I feel like he has one more start. I don't know. I still think – listen, no slander. We have talked very highly of Jacob DeGrom. We have talked very highly of Jacob DeGrom. Fully see the talent, but I do think this year – Trevor Bauer was better. And that's not saying that Jacob deGrom was bad. Jacob deGrom was also terrific. It was neck and neck. Honestly, it's going to be neck and neck until they decide who wins it. But I think, and I think, Scotty, you agree with me, yeah, that Bauer should get it. Oh, 100%. I think, yeah, Bauer, he's pitched insane this year. Mm -hmm. And then the real question, that's the one that I'm really looking for, is the MVP. Because that is... Luke Voigt for MVP. There are so many possible. There, there are really so many possibilities. Like last year, it went from ah, uh, Mike Trout, and then who? Now it's just who and who. Yeah, it's like I feel like I feel like in every single league, there are four or five players that are really putting up a solid case for why they should be it. The National League, like I just got a blast earlier today that it was like it could be Freddie Freeman. I feel like Freddie Freeman, although he's always been, and we talked about him last week, so I don't want to drill on it that much. He's always been a name that's been thrown around. You know, he has a few gold gloves, but like him now being in the MLB conversation, him now being in the MVP conversation alongside like Mookie Betts. And is Tim Anderson in the National League? I don't even know. Yes. Yeah, like no, yes, yes, yes. yes how do we yes. not? We literally were just talking about this about how it's Degrom versus. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, there the National League has so many options, and then the American League has just as many options, and it's just there's there's no clearly this person was the best this year, and this other person was also the best this year. Yes, and I think that that's kind of exciting. I honestly would prefer it to be like a debated topic like of course the two of us are biased we both think that the American League MVP should be either DJ LeMahieu or Luke Voigt but I also think unbiased looking at their numbers they're fair cases I feel like I feel like I don't even know who's the second name I feel like though I was gonna say this Shane Bieber's is getting an award this year. Yeah. There's no, no, there's no question. He's getting an MVP or he's getting a Cy Young. He's getting something this year. I agree. Because he's, he's, he's pitching. It's unrealistic. 
how well he's doing. How well he's pitching. He's, I agree. He's doing so. I he's totally getting, forgot about um, him. He's getting some kind of award because I, I just went through and I saw the the Indians. You go, Shane Bieber's right that there. Guy. <laughs> do you have? Do you have anything else? No, I do not have. Oh any. my gosh, Scotty! I expect more from you, Justin mm. Verlander. Oh yeah. Call me John for the little asshole. <laughs> Listen. I never, 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 never want to make it seem like I wish, like, an injury upon someone. But, like, I read this, and I might have smirked a little bit because take away the cheating thing. He's just obnoxious. Like, (laughs) and, but he, and he is, I, like, I, I don't love him as a person. But on the other hand, he is a really good pitcher. He is a really good pitcher. And people are concerned that, like, this is it. Like, he's done. He's going to – like, he's not going to come back. Or if he comes back, he's just not going to be as dominant. dominant. And, you know, as much as I kind of despise him as a person and the organization that he plays for – his talent is very, very, very good. Yeah, but I feel like also, I don't know if there's really a reason for him to come back. That's what people were saying. Like, he's old. He's old. He's done his... He's rich. He's old. He's rich. He's married to a supermodel. He's won a World Series. What else do you want? There's no... You're not coming back for more money. Just because you love the sport of baseball? You come back for two years, max, and then you're done again. Yeah. Might as well call, like, let God tell you, hey, don't do it anymore with your freaking arm. You literally and just sat out the entire year thinking of something else. It is crazy. Like, it's crazy to think that he is kind of, like, on the edge of possibly being done with his career because I feel like I have conscious, consciously – watched his whole career not just been like oh yeah I've seen him but like he's been a big name through most of like my like baseball conscious life mm-hmm. every year like there was never a year that someone didn't say something about Justin Verlander and I do it'll be really weird I think like at first to see baseball without him but also I just can't freaking wait because I hate that guy so much he was so fine as a Detroit Tiger and then he became an Astro and I was like you suck he was a Detroit Tiger he was stacked there was that that Tigers team was like yeah like Max Scherzer they had like nine people who were like insane now it's just not right but um yeah people are starting to clinch up on their playoffs next week when we talk will the playoffs have begun yeah think so yankees have four games left five five they've won tonight four against the marlins i was just looking at that five like for five minutes straight so i don't know when they start um but i do believe my computer's on 11 percent, so Uh, i need to wrap this up but i do believe next week that hopefully we will be talking about a successful yankee playoff start and a wonderful future that we look upon maybe even a dj lemayhu contract i'm just gonna pray for that every week from now on they better 
every week. There's no I reason. They don't have a, there's no DD reason in this situation where they're like, hey, no, they have people to back them up. But really quick on DD, he is. Unless you're going to say that freaking Tyler Way is going <laughs> to. No. DD has put together an absolutely wonderful season. Thanks. And as much as I hope the Yankees would resign him, I really, really hope that the Phillies give him a beautiful multi year deal because he deserves it. And he has really proven that he deserves it. And as much as I would love to see him in New York, I don't think that we would sign him again because they have a lot of faith in Glaber figuring out how to play shortstop. So, you know what? I, I don't, you know, I, I don't mind him being in Philly, you know, just, a, he's, just nice. he's still away. close. <laughs> I have friends who are Phillies fans. So I hear all about him. And every time he does something, they say, thank you so much for giving us Didi. And I say, you're so welcome. He is the love of my life. And I just want him, like I say, I say this a lot. I just want him to be successful and to do really well. And he's doing that. So my computer is starting to heavy breathe. So I think I'm going, we're going to have to wrap this week up. If you want to talk baseball between games, I do tweet and that would be at Lexi Symanchek. Actually, that's a lie. It's at no, Lex, Lex Symanchek. Come on. L-E-X. Like 12 episodes. <laughs> it is at L-E-X-S-E-M-A-N-C-H-I-K. Don't forget to share and subscribe and like this podcast so that we keep on doing it and we know that you like it. Um and yeah, we'll see you next week. This has been the Pinstripe Podcast. Bye.